Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Good morning, good to see you. Uh, before I get into the, uh, the message I feel like I was supposed to bring this morning, I just want to reiterate something that, I, that uh, the Lord put on my heart on Wednesday, and that is concerning this, this book, the Bible, the Word of God. I, don't, I was just impressed to really respect this, this book. We don't worship the Bible. But this is God's word to us. This is God revealing himself to us. This is God communicating with us, showing us who he is, showing us what this, you know, I, I just keep looking. It says Holy Bible. The Bible is it's just a special, it's not just another book. It's not just another Christian book that we have in our, it's, it's the word of God. It's God speaking to us. And it's just being impressed upon my spirit lately to just to have such respect and reverence for this, for, for, for what God has said to me in this word and for all of us. So just, uh, just I guess, check yourself and make sure that make, make, we all, all, all of us need to be sure that we, we reverence this book. We really consider what it is. It's God's word to us. It's God speaking to us. God revealing himself to us. And these are very special words. I, I felt like just like uh, if you could find if you could find an original copy of the uh, of the Constitution, you might say it's not just another piece of paper. For us in America, it'd be almost like a sacred thing, you know, almost like a sacred piece. And uh, we need to consider that for the Word of God. You know, I just put that out there, and uh, I don't know. I just I'm just really just really falling in love with this word all over and over again. Praise God. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you for your word. That you loved us so much, you, you, you've revealed yourself to us, Lord. You've written to us hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of revelation. We honor you, Lord. We honor your word. We receive it as from you, as from, the, as from your very mouth. And we respect it and we honor it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 122, verse 6. Is in the Bible. It says, pray for... I just, I just went blank. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It says, may they prosper who love you. I just want to share with you, I just felt to share uh, something a little different, but about the nation of Israel, and it's important to us, even to us Christians today. If, if anything, this pandemic has shown us in the last year and a half or so, is that we don't live in a bubble. You know, we're a little city in upstate New York, but we're part of a worldwide community. We're part of what's going on in the earth. And this pandemic, it's like, 
It, it didn't just happen here and there. It, it covered the world and, and it affected us as much as it affected probably anybody. We all had to mask up. We all had, we all had restrictions on traveling. I've got a neighbor who, who, uh, whose wife was Canadian and uh, her, her parents passed away and they had a house in Nova Scotia. And uh, so they were living in Nova Scotia for, they took over the house, they were fixing it up to, they were living in Nova Scotia and they came back for a visit at the wrong time. And uh, he's not a Canadian citizen. She is, but I think she is, but he's not. And so they, they, they haven't been able, he hasn't been able to go back in a, in a year and a half. He, he can't go back because the borders are closed to people who aren't, and, and it's, it's affected all, the, all, all of us in different ways. You know, this masking up and vaccines and everything. I mean, it's crazy, but we live, we live on a planet where it, it's becoming more and more global. And, uh, and so we can't just ignore what's going on in the world. Yeah. God is working a plan. History, you know, the, wor the world thinks that everything is just going to continue on the way it is. It's not. The world is, is, at some point, Jesus is coming back. He said he's, he's when, he, when he ascended into heaven, in Acts chapter 1, well, let me go. And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while, look, while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, Behold, two men in white, in white clothing, stood beside them. And they also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. I tell you, the I don't know when Jesus is coming back. I have no idea. I don't believe it's going to happen in my lifetime, but it may. But at one point, Jesus is coming back, and, and that's it. The world as we know it is going to change totally. There's going to be a new heaven. There's going to be a thousand-year reign of Jesus Christ on the earth. Total peace. God is going to deal with the nations that have been against Israel. And, and the world is for a thousand years. Then the devil's going to be loose for a short time. And the nations are going to come against Israel again. And God's going to save them. And God's going to make a new heaven and new earth. And we're going to live with him forever on the earth. Praise God. I mean, this is what's going to happen. It's going to happen because God is God, and he's, and, he's gonna, and, he's, and he's true to his word. But the key to history is the nation of Israel. You can't really understand the Bible without knowing something about Israel and the Jewish people. Over 2,500 times in the Old Testament, 20, over 2,500 times in the Old Testament, the, the name Israel or Israelite occurs over and over and over again. The word Jew or Jews occurs almost 200 times in the Old and New Testaments. And you know what's surprising to me is the word Christian. You know how many times the word Christian occurs in the Bible? Three times. The Bible is about the Jewish people. Without the Jewish people, there is no Bible. Every, every book of the Bible, except there is some... Um, debate, you might say, among scholars whether Luke was uh, a Hellenistic Jew or whether he was Greek. But all the others are definitely Jewish. 
The book is, it's a, it's a book written by Jewish, by Jewish uh, men. The word of God came to us through the Jews. It, they're a unique people. The Jewish people are unique people. Deuteronomy chapter 7. In Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy chapter 7, in verse 7, it says, The Lord did not set his love on you or choose you. He's talking, this is uh, speaking of the Jewish people. The Lord did not set his love on you or choose you because you were more in number than any of the peoples, for you were the fewest of the peoples. But because the Lord loved you and kept an oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery and from the hand of Pharaoh of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who keeps his covenant and his loving kindness to a thousand generations to those who love him and keeps his commandments. God chose them. God chose the Jewish people because he loved them and he kept the oath which he swore to their forefathers. In Exodus chapter 19, God says to Moses, tell the people that you shall be of my own special treasure among all the peoples of the earth. God loves the Jewish people. He, 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 he visited Abraham, and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob became the founders of the nation. And in Romans chapter 9, the apostle Paul lists uh, eight different characteristics uh, of why the Jewish people are special. In Romans chapter 9 and verse, well, Paul starts off by saying, I'm telling the truth. Romans chapter 9 verse 1. I'm telling the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience testifies with me in the Holy Spirit that I have a great sorrow and an unceasing grief in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. So the Apostle Paul, he loves, he loves the Jew, his Jewish brethren so much. He said, if, I, if it was possible if, for me to be separated from Christ so that they could come to Christ, I'd be, I'd be willing to do that, to see them saved. My kinsmen, according to whose are the who are Israelites, to whom belong the adoption as sons, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the temple services, the promises, whose are the fathers, and from whom is the Christ according to the flesh, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. The Apostle Paul says, To whom belongs the adoption? God adopted them as a nation. The glory, the manifested presence of God was with no one else on the planet except to the Jewish people in the tabernacle and in the temple. They had the actual presence of God in their midst. The covenants. God made covenants with no other nation but Israel. The giving of the law, again, to no other nation but Israel. The priestly service of God, the promises. Of whom are the fathers, the patriarchs, were all Jewish. Of whom came the Messiah, the Christ came by the Jewish people. 
And in Romans chapter 11, when it talks about in verse 32 and in verse 29, it says, the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. The scripture that says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. And I've heard that preached and I've heard people talk about that, about the gift things that are called on Christians, ministry gifts and things like that. But it's not talking about that. It's talking about God's call on the nation of Israel. But it says, because if you back up a little bit in verse 25, it says, For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. God has, has kind of, he hasn't totally set them aside, but he's kind of set them aside a little bit until all the Gentiles that are supposed to be saved are saved. But at some point, God's going to know it. At some point, the last Gentile is going to come into the kingdom. And then, and then it says, and so all Israel will be saved. Just as it is written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins, says God. From the standpoint of the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. They were, see, they were, they, were, they, were, they were against the gospel being preached. But from the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. Who's he talking? The nation of Israel. For the standpoint of God's choice, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. For the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance, without so it's talking about the nation of Israel. God has not abandoned them. God has not forsaken them. God has not totally set them aside. It's a temporary setting aside. For, for you and I, for luck, you know, without, without that, we don't come into the kingdom. But God has temporarily set them aside. So the times of the Gentiles, and thank God for that, because now because of that, you're saved. Because of that, I'm saved. Because of that, millions and millions of Gentiles are going to know God, are going to be able to spend eternity in heaven with God. Because of, because the Jewish people were, were temporarily set aside. Without the Jewish people, there's no Messiah. Without the Jewish people, there's no Redeemer. Without the Jewish people, there's no Savior. There's no salvation. Thank God for the Jewish people. We owe them an immeasurable debt because they have suffered for deck, for, for millennium. They have suffered for thousands of years because of, because of, the, of the demonic attack on them. Without the Jewish people, there's no patriarchs. Without the Jewish people, there's no prophets. Without the Jewish people, there's no Bible, no Savior. All the spiritual blessings we enjoy are because of the Jewish people. We need to be thankful for all they have endured so that we might be saved. Because they've been under a satanic attack for thousands of years, from Haman to Hitler. I mean, from Haman in the book of Esther, all, I mean, always trying, the devil trying to wipe them out because he, he wants to thwart God's plan. For the nation of Israel. In Revelation chapter 5. It says, I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a book written inside and on the back sealed up with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the book or to look in it. Then I began to weep greatly because no one was found worthy to open the book or look into it. And one of the elders said to me, stop weeping. 
Behold, the lion that is from the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has overcome so that to open the book and its seven seals. There's, there's a scene in heaven, a scroll presented with seven seals, and no one is worthy except to open the scrolls except the lion of the tribe of Judah. The book of Revelation was written almost 100 years after Jesus was raised from the dead. But it says there's a Jew in heaven. He's from the tribe of Judah. He is and he always will be. We have a Jew sitting in heaven praying for us, interceding for us. And he's going to come back. And one day he's going to roar. This lion from the tribe of Judah is going to roar. And he's going he's to say, I'm coming back to take my earth. It's mine. I, have, I had to give it up for a while. But I, the time is, is finished. And I'm coming back to claim the earth. And woe to those who have been against his people, who have been the enemies of the Jew. Woe unto them when that time comes. God not only chose a people, he chose a piece of land. And he gave it to the, he gave it to the Jewish people. Why? Because he's God, that's why. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I give it to whoever I want. He gave him a piece of property. It's called, today they call it Palestine. But the proper name for that chunk of land. And you know what? This, this little chunk of land in the Middle East has, has been the focus of so much attention, of so much conflict, of so... It's, it, 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 why? Because it's a, spiritual, it's a spiritual thing. It's not a, it's not a political issue. It's not a cultural issue. It's not a sociological issue. It's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual issue. The devil hates what's going on, and he fights it. You know? You know what? Well... I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, I just feel like, ah, God is God. Praise God. Anyway, the, 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 the rightful name for that piece of that chunk of land is what? It's Eretz Yisrael. It's the land of Israel. It was originally called Canaan. But God gave it to Abraham, to the descendants of Abraham. And about, at about 130... 130 years after Jesus uh, was, was raised, there was, a re there was a revolt against the Romans by a guy named Bar Koba. He led this revolt. Well, the, the Romans put down the re revolt brutally. I mean, they really, they really defeated them. Uh, but they were revolting because, first of all, uh, the, the Romans wouldn't allow the Jews to circumcise their boys. And that's, that's the sign of the covenant. That's, that's the covenant as far as they're concerned. And they, uh, and they built a pagan temple uh, on, the, on the Temple Mount. Someone said, someone said recently, oh, why, did the, why did the Muslims build their temple on the Temple Mount? Because, because the devil doesn't want another temple, another God temple being built. So he keeps having the, he keeps having the pagans and the, and the, the non-Jews build temples on that Temple Mount. The, the Romans built a temple on the Temple Mount and they built a whole new city over the ruins of Jerusalem. And they, they, they took two provinces, one named Syria and one named Judea. You know, Jesus went and went about in Judea. And they renamed it Syria-Palestina. And they renamed the, the city of Jerusalem Aila Capitolina. And they, gave, and they did that to, to remove any association of the Jewish people to that city and to the region. And so they, they, they gave it a new name. But biblically, it's the land of Israel. And, it's God, and God has given it to them 